Come on. God is good. Worship. You're the fear of God shutting that thing down. I was like, I'm glad Stacy's up there, not me. Honestly, that's how I think. I was like, wow, you have to. Wow. Those who are watching, you should be here. I'm I'm hope, I believe you can experience stuff online, but there's something about being in the house. So if you were sitting at home going, come on, come on, let that work, like move on, you missed out. That's a word for all of us. If you were sitting here going, well, isn't worship a little long today? You're missing out. Right? God, you're so good. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you for your holiness that's in the room your fire that's in your room, your angelic realm that's here. Lord, thank you that we are so aware that heaven is here. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we just thank you. Flow freely today, God. Lord, change us today. Lord, I want to go home changed. I want to be from glory to glory, Lord. Lord, we just, yeah, we just honor you. Man, we had a throne room encounter today. What is that? Well, the Word of God says that we're seated in heavenly places. And if we believe that the Word's actually true, that means you're seated in heavenly places. But you have a choice to be aware of it, and this morning we came aware of it. It's a, I think we had a little bit of a Revelations chapter 4 encounter. Come up here, come up now. Don't miss out when those things happen. And then when you're encountering it, I dare you to ask some questions. How can I live in this? Right? I'm so thankful for what the band and the worship team did. They, they, they didn't, ch- they, I can tell you, I was, got, I got, I'll brag on them a little bit. I actually, some, a sound guy was sending me pictures on Thursday night. And they were, they were like this on Thursday night. Just worshiping and actually wanting the presence. They weren't just practicing to have a good meeting. But that's supposed to be our lifestyle. Don't just come to church to get the touch. Come to church to, to, to watch things happen around you. Bring it into the world. We're called to live under an open heaven at all times. Because we are. The Word says we are. We just have to actually agree with that. The only time the heavens are closed over you are when you're agreeing with them. When you agree with the devil. Man, I could feel the fear. Who felt the fear of the Lord in the room this morning? We don't talk about the fear of the Lord very often. But it's real. A lot of times in the charismatic church, we, we treat a God like we know him so well and we hardly, we're just getting to know him. Woo! We, we have to, you guys. There's, there was breakthrough in the room. You guys feel that? I know I'm just talking. To, I just don't want to get in the way of him right now because I'm teaching and talking about miracle mindsets and I'm like, Stacy just moved in it all and God moved and we can go home. No, but for real, if you, if you were listening to what God was doing, all Stacy was, was doing is declaring what God was doing in the room. Yeah. Not what Stacy was doing in the room or anyone else. It was what God was doing in the room. She's bringing awareness to what God is doing, and that's what we're constantly having to learn. We have to constantly get to that place. We have to, get, we have to learn to get out of His way. Come on. A lot of, I, I hear this constantly, and I, I don't... Because we believe in a prophetic of calling out gold, but there's, there's times where you're praying for people, and I hear this, like, 
they're, they're standing in their own way for breakthrough. When we don't agree with the word says, we get in the way of other people's breakthrough. I felt that the room this morning. We need some fire of that fear of God. What, who would have wanted? Imagine the story of Moses at the firing at the, when the bush happened, because we had, had that word this morning. Imagine like somebody came, another shepherd came along and goes, hey, Moses, come over here. Go oh, get away from that fire. That looks dangerous. Because in the natural, that looks dangerous. Sometimes we get God's bringing somebody into a fire to actually encounter them, have an encounter, and sometimes we're the ones distracting them. Sometimes, you guys, this is not my message, but it's hope, you guys, because if we, we realize we need to get out of the way, let God do the work. I have been constantly having this over and over again, and I've shared it here, but it's created me a clean heart. Psalms 5410, created me a clean heart, not created my neighbor. Don't try to, I bring this up because we need to get over this because I'm constantly dealing with this stuff is that we need to let God work on our, ourselves. Come on. If you're in a situation that's not working out and there's some frustration, deal with you. If your first response is them and you're pointing any fingers, you're not reading the Bible. It says, create in me a clean heart. He says, he prunes you. He doesn't talk, he's not worried. About you. Don't have to talk to God about how he's pruning somebody else. We need to get right with that. Because our encounter, our experience with Jesus, our, our experience as sons and daughters of the king has everything to do with us. That's why you could have been in this meeting this morning and been frustrated during worship because it wasn't all just excitement and jumping up and down. You could have missed it if you choose to, or like most 99% of everybody in here, I hope, encountered what we encountered. The power of God. And a change, something that changed us, that came over us, and experiencing of heaven on earth. But we have to choose. It says in Romans 12, 2. You guys all know this. We, we quote this. We teach it. Brent's taught it so many times. But it comes down to these verses are so important. And I'm still learning. I'm one of them. So don't. I'm the first. If you don't know me, I'm the first to say I'm learning. I'm preaching it myself here. And I mean that. I don't just say that because I want you guys to be happy with me and then I'm safe. I actually mean that. Because it's a journey. Your, your salvation is a journey that we work out. None of us are perfect. None of us, I, you guys, we're going to keep on learning in eternity. You guys know that? Nowhere in Scripture does it say as soon as you get to heaven, everything just is done. He made heaven and earth. If you read when he made heaven and earth, that's a whole other topic. At the same time, preparing a place for us. It's glory to glory. You get to still keep on getting to know him. I love the story. The scripture talks about how the, the elders cast their, their, their crowns on the, on the ground and then they, they keep on doing it, which means they had to pick it back up. Well, how did they get them back on their head? Encountering him. Another facet, uh, people talk about how it's like every time they see another thing of God, boom. Oh, how worthy you are. How worthy you are. Oh. Then you're going to have fun too. I wasn't going to talk about heaven, but we have, we have to because we have this idea. Because what you experienced here this morning is awesome in worship. 
Amazing. We have, I love it. Uh, Chuck de- declared that, a throne room encounter. And we're going to have throne room encounters in heaven, but we're going to do a lot of other stuff too. You're not going to be bored, guys. We don't talk about this enough. I grew up thinking, honestly, that I, I was just terrified of going to heaven not because I thought I'd be bored. No, I'm just being real. I didn't want eternity. If you know my testament, I was so scared. My mom, she's watching probably right now. She, wa- she literally would pray, it's like 18 years old, pray that I would fall asleep because to- I'd be reading Revelations and I'd be freaked out. I don't want to live like that. How can I do that forever? I know God's good, but like that gets boring. If you know me, I like to do things. No, right? But it's not. It's, heaven's incredible. We're going to do incredible things with the Lord. We're going to get, I, think, I believe we're going to have relationships. I'm actually sure we will. We're going to bake. Dude, we have to eat in heaven. I don't think there's any worry about how much you eat either. My son reminded me that the other day. He's like, we got to eat in heaven. I'm going to eat all day. Why not, right? We have to get excited. We have to have that mindset. Did I read the verse? I don't even think I did. Romans 12, 2. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Stop imitating and op- the ideas and opinions of the culture around you. We're only... Thank you, Jesus. Well, Paul wrote this one, but you got it from the Lord. But we have to. We have to renew this thing. We actually have to get caught up in the culture of heaven. That's why it's so important. I love the corporate gathering because we experience these things. But we have to learn to experience this everywhere we are. You have to be bringing it wherever you are. But the only way is to constantly catch this. We have to. It's a simple message, but it's so profound. It's interesting. I talked to, I hope it's okay, Chuck, but I talked to him this morning. Well, the enemy was trying to get us out of our, get us out of the culture of the kingdom. Both of us. I'm speaking, he's leading worship, and it's interesting, the same lie came over. Oh, you guys need to, you got to, you won't be able to do it today. It's, it has to be performance. You guys have to push further. It's like the, you guys can't handle this. You don't have enough. Whoa, I'm listening to a lie, which, hey, that's not, that's not in the Bible. Because if this is about me and how much Chuck has to work up or I have to work up, we're in a lot of trouble. And so we chose together. We chose. We chose on our own, but we chose again here and said, no way. And we spoke it out because we have community. In a community, we speak it out, which helps to remind ourselves. Because sometimes my wife has to look at me and says, Kevin, that's not what God thinks. Oh, she's good at reminding me that I'm not in charge of our finances. No, she is. And I have to renew this mind because my first response is defending myself. Oh, no. Is it funny how we do that? When truth comes, we want to defend ourselves and actually like go, no, 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 it's not, it's not my fault. No, 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 you don't understand. I'll tell you, I'm just being really real. You don't understand, but this is just reality. This, like this money and this money, this is what it adds up to. And she's like, well, where's God in that? Well, but Donna, you have to understand, I trust God. I know I trust God. You know me, Donna, I believe that. But in this situation, this is where we're at. What does it say? Stop imitating ideas and opinions of the culture around you. We have to actually put heaven into it. We have to have a mindset that God brings miracles now. Literally, if you want to know the title of my message, I think I called it something like, what did I call it? 
Mindset of miracles, that's what it was. Mindset of miracles. Because we have to live, are we actually believing that God can intervene in a moment? Are we giving him opportunity? Or are we actually setting ourselves up to lose? If I choose, as Don and I in our marriage, if we choose to say, and we've discussed this, if we choose to say that we're bound by what we can do together, then we're limited. Or we can actually take the word of God that says that when we give to him and we allow him to be Lord and Savior of our lives, that we actually, you're in charge. And guess what? He's the God that actually multiplies finances. He gets money out of fish's mouth. You guys, he walks through walls. He can open, he, he's, he can do whatever he wants to do. No, but that's the mindset. Could, could this be, even right now, I'm not, we're not even praying for people, but what, we have to have a mindset, God could be healing me right now. If, you, if somebody here actually has like an injury that they can know of, they should be checking it all the time. Well, it didn't happen, Kevin, that then sucks. I'll get depressed. No, you don't. You just keep on declaring it. Get out of the way. Change the mindset. We don't need to work things up. We just let God be God. But, we, but, but become the child. Become the son and the daughter that gets to receive from the Father as a gift. I'm jumping ahead here, but it's... In, oh, I better, I'll keep going. I haven't got through the verse yet. This... Okay, that... But inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation how you think. We need God to flood this mind. You need it to wash over you. What are ways to do that practically? The Word of God. The Word of God. I was taught years ago by uh, the minister we worked with, and he would teach us. He says sometimes, and this is specifically he was teaching us for doing ministry. He's like, just, just don't get your message, do that stuff, but then just spend hours just reading. Just eat. Not reading to get revelation. No, just be with him. Read. Just eat of the word. If it says it's living, let's eat of this. If it's the word is life, let's eat of the word. Amen. You want to be filled with the Spirit? Spend time with the Holy Spirit. That doesn't mean you have to lie down. Doesn't mean you have to put soaking music on. Just be aware. And say, come with me. Let's hang out. Let's go to work together, Holy Spirit. If you've never read Good Morning, Holy Spirit by Benny Hinn, it's a great book. You may not like them, but read the book because it's transformation, because it actually reminds you when you wake up, good morning, Holy Spirit. Let's do this together. I'm going to butcher this, but Bill Johnson says, what is the two things he says he does every day? Um, one is that he, oh, one of them for sure is about that, I just want to follow your presence, whatever your presence is going. You know, we talk a lot about Bethel here, so if you don't know Bethel, it's a big church in Reading, apostolic center that we're covered by. But do you know that he, if you talk to him, because he didn't create that 13,000 people church. He spent time with the Holy Spirit. He talks about that. People interview him all the time. How did you think of that up? How did you make this happen? How did you make this? And he goes, I didn't. People are so frustrated when they interview him. Especially people that like to be A-driven and be like, tell me the, the rules. How do you get there? And he's like, I spent time with him. You know what, you ask, if you find, because we have a school here, so it's in our videos and he teaches the stuff. You know how he gets his messages? He doesn't plan them. He spends time with Jesus. And if you know Bill Johnson, you're like, oh my goodness, where did he get this stuff from? And Chris Volton likes to say, he's just quoting Jesus. But that can be you, that can be me. 
We don't have to look like somebody else. We don't have to look like Bill Johnson. We don't want to, I don't have to look like Chuck. I wish I could play with him, like him. But we can't. We can't start. But that's part of the renewing of the mind. Stop comparing. The world is constantly telling us to compare. Now look at that. Look what they bought. Look what they got. How did they do that? Look at their family. Stop comparing. Speak life over your family. It's great if you see somebody else's family that you think they're, they're amazing and good and you want to aspire to be like that. That's great, but don't try to be them. Because if you get to know any family, the mo- I know a lot of amazing, on-fire believers, preachers, ministers, amazing people. They, everyone has their own issues. So just don't compare. We have our own, everyone has their own battles. Worry about creating me a clean heart. Worry about being, what's with, what's going, what do you want to do with me today, Jesus? What do you want to change in me today, Jesus? This is the simplest stuff, but we need it. We need to be impacted. Because the world wants to tell you everything else. And that's why we stop imitating them. Because this will empower you to do what? To discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Isn't that cool? When we renew our minds, we live a lifestyle that he actually says is perfect. He says it's incredible. That's a good life. Come on, right? Let's renew our minds. We need to have a kingdom mindset that we see ourselves free and that we're not victims. We cannot be victims with a renewed mind. Oh, but it sucks if all this stuff is happening. You guys, Jesus took a beating. The reason we get to see miracles, especially for healing, is what Jesus did on the cross. But to get there, he took a lot of beatings. And this is the son of, the, of God. Like, we, imagine how you feel when you're getting victimized. And then have you ever just sat in there processed what Jesus must have felt? The fact that he could have just destroyed us all? He could have been in a moment just said, screw this earth, screw everything, destroy it, let's blow it up. Because that's what I would do. Man, the first whip I would have been like, Father, forget it. Boom. <laughs> no, seriously, wouldn't you? I would. These guys are crazy. Man, up to that point, you read the Bible, how many times? They'd be like, come on. But the coolest thing, the word said that they actually, he chose to do that. He chose to do that for us, which allows us to say, we have a father that loves us so much. Jesus loves us so much. That he wants to impact our lives. He wants us to have expectation and renewed mind to have miracles constantly. We have to have such a renewed mind that when, when Stacy released those words of knowledge in the room today, that you actually go home believing you were healed. It's your choice, you guys. She was obedient. The worship team was obedient. What are you going to do? Are you going to take it and run with it? When the lie comes and says, no, 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 nothing changed, are you actually going to say, you're a lying devil? The blood is enough. You gotta, some of us need to read the word just to know that we are made incredibly. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. He paid the every price for us, that he loves us, that we don't actually have to be concerned with the things of this world. We are overcomers. We were bought by the blood. Man, we, we're, we have hope. We have so much hope right now, it's incredible. The more we focus on him, things just fall away. 
Are we looking at life as opportunities to see the kingdom of God manifest? Like, are we actually, that's part of renewing mind. Are we choosing to actually live the process that, what are we doing to change the atmosphere? Oh, yeah, but that's, that's up for the ministers and pastors. No, it's not. You guys, we can't put that anymore. Like, that has been so old. That's old bad theology. Oh, there's laymen and, and clergy. Where's that in the Bible? You're a priest. It says you're a saint. It calls you. You change the atmosphere. Statistics, I think it's even smaller now, but it was. Did you know that only 3% of believers will ever get paid to do stuff like in the church or missions and all that stuff? 3%. So if we somehow promote that that's the ultimate place, we're in trouble. Because then 97% of the believers are going to... We're being more aware of it now. Because you study church history, we, it, we learn it and then we put it away and... You know why? If you study church history, do you know why there's moves of God and then quite often you watch there's time periods that are lower and then higher? It's because we stop having fun with Jesus and having a relationship and we start doing it out of works and then the miracles stop, the healings stop, the prophetic stops because those are just excuses. And now it's amazing that God is, there's a, a real apostolic movement all over the world right now. But I believe it's just an awareness again. He doesn't change because the Bible says that. We're just coming aware again to realize this isn't about just controlling people. It's actually about empowering people, creating people to think again, and actually watch those 97% do incredible things. I love what Bethel teaches. They use the language that literally like the fivefold ministry, those who, well, they call it the fivefold ministry, but technically we have the fivefold ministry not just in the church, right? You guys know that, right? There's not just evangelists that go around and, and, and like, there's inc- you guys, there's many evangelists in the room. We're actually called all to evangelize. I was not going to go here, so I kind of just threw myself out here. But the fivefold ministries is the equipping of the saints, right? You guys get that? So like Chris Walton talks about, and they talk about Bethel, is literally the fivefold ministries are literally like the coaches handing out the bats, the, the, the gloves, and then they get to go play the game. It doesn't mean... Who knows that, like, Michael Jordan's coach wasn't a better basketball player than him? It doesn't mean that. We have this idea that you've got this fivefold ministry that's better than everybody else, and that's why they're equipping. No, God just put it, decided that they put it on their lives, and they were just put in the position to equip. But guess who's the ultimate goal is to watch? It's the people doing the stuff. You guys have the craziest testimonies. I get to hear them quite often. I love it because you guys are doing the stuff. It's incredible because we're renewing our mind. We have a mindset that things are changing. We have an awesome... Barbara and Kevin, stand up. Let's give you a word. These guys, if you don't know, many of you guys are new. Barbara and Kevin, good friends of ours. They, no, stay standing. Um, they, they're, they're an amazing couple. They've been here for years and years and God asked, um, had the move. They're in Kelowna right now with our friends Art, Lucier at the church there and they're incredible. But I just want to honor them. Because they're incredible. And I actually just, Lord, we just thank you for Barb and Kevin. I actually see, I just, I, I saw this actually during worship, and I saw God giving you the, the best way to describe it is almost like this hover device. But it was interesting, it was made for two people. And I saw that God was actually, it allowed you to go places in the spirit and move and, and do things without being caught up in, 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 in other things. Uh, it's, hard, it's hard to sometimes explain what you see in the spirit. 
But in it is that I watch as it only worked when two of you were standing on it. And I believe that God is bringing you guys into a season that as the two of your gift mixes mixed together in unity, that there's actually going to be, God's going to allow you to like literally change things in, in, in all over the place through intercession, but just even in your own living room, but you're actually able to move into places all over the world and deal with things. And I just want to declare over you, Kevin, I just saw too um, that you're like this incredible, he's an incredible evangelist. I already know that. I'll just be honest, I don't like, but he's an incredible evangelist, but what's going on with you right now is that God's put you as like a guerrilla warfare evangelist, right? So you go in and out, um, but there's something about the fact, so you do a lot of stuff in secret, you do stuff, and I know that, but this is the part that I saw, is that literally I saw you coming out of these bushes, and you're wearing all this uh, camouflage, and you're, you're hidden because that's what you like to do. You're not looking for a lot of attention, but you're coming out, but actually I feel like something's about to happen, or you're, I don't even know what you're, if you're going to be doing more in Cologne or what, but there's actually a role that somebody's, you're going to be seen more. I actually saw, and you're going to come out, but you're going to bring people to learn how to do it in the secret. Because that's your heart. Your heart's not about, hey, let's look at me, look at me, look at me, right? And I just thank you for, Bob, Lord, for that, just that whole intercession prophetic anointing on your life. I actually see you sitting at a desk, and there's angels all around you, and literally you're writing the, the oracles of the Lord. And I declare, I just declare right now over you, Barb, there's just a whole other realm of just getting the downloads of heaven that you're going to actually be able to write down, and there are going to be things that are about to come. And so, Lord, I just declare that over her right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Come on. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Oh, well. Oh, sorry. I just saw the clock. Um, God, you're so good. We need to live a lifestyle of Mark 16, 17 to 18. You guys all know this? I love this stuff. It says, and these miracle signs will accompany those who what? So you guys all believe? Who here? Don't have to answer, but who here believes Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? So that means that this verse applies to you. So it actually means that these miracle signs will accompany. If you study that word miracle, it means miracle. It means supernatural. It means things are going to happen in your life if you believe. So if you're not seeing that, we got to start asking why. And usually, the Lord will say, hey, why don't you, what, what happened yesterday? And what happened yesterday? And you'll be like, oh, I do live a life of miracles. Because the Bible's not, it's not going to lie. We're missing half of them, right? We have to be aware. As our, our mind renews, we find out we're living way more a miracle lifestyle than you think. You, where do you think your favor's coming from? And, those, and these miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will drive out demons in the power of my name. Who's delivered some demons lately? We need to do a lot more of that. Come on. That's not just for a few. That's not for some group that has a special deliverance ministry. Sometimes it's, it's not bad, but quite often people like, I get calls, hey, we have a situation, they need to deliver a demon. And my, more and more I'm realizing I want to start answering, well, why don't you do it? No, honestly, I've been just getting that revelation because I'm like, okay, let's figure this thing out. And I'm like, why? Am, why? I'm not special. And more special than anyone else. We're all the apple of his eye. Yes, we got to, I've experienced things. So there is times where you get to experience since you know stuff, so you're, you just jump in a little differently. But the church is awakening. Man, we got to learn. We don't need to bring them. I think the day, some of the days of having to have like a deliverance ministry where they have to come in and book an appointment, why don't we just deliver them at Save-On? Why don't we deliver the, right? Not because, because we're believers. 
because we want to see people set free. We want to give back Jesus' inheritance, what he did for us, he did for them. And sometimes, and I'm not going to get theological on this, but sometimes we need to look at our own friends and say, hey, maybe, is, that, is that you talking or somebody else talking? Maybe there's some demons hanging around with you. Be careful what you say. But honestly, because some thought patterns are like, what are you thinking? Let's call it for what it is. It doesn't, don't need to spit at them and get buckets and all sorts of things. Deliverance doesn't have to look like that. Just tell them to leave. That's all you have to do. Jesus set people free. He didn't go and yell at them. He didn't smack them around. He didn't even ask their names. Whoa. That's a good one, right? Don't need to ask a demon's name. Who cares what his name is? The guy's a liar. He's been a lie anyways. He is. I literally, I was in a, literally in a deliverance once, and it was awesome. I was with some, uh, somebody did a lot of it, and it was so cool because I was learning, and they were doing this thing, and, and they asked the name, whatever, and the guy goes, I'm, I'm uh, Bal's, I always say it wrong. No, the, the, the devil, I'm Satan. And this guy was, I, I, I'd never seen this before, and the guy looked at him and goes, no, you're not. He wouldn't waste his time with this guy because the devil can only be in one place. No, people, I've, and I learned this, I've actually said this to people, people are like, oh, the devil's harassing me. I'm like, I don't think he knows who you are. <laughs> like, honestly, like, think about it. He can't be, dude, there's 8 billion people on the earth or whatever it is, I don't know, maybe, I'm, how many, whatever, 7 billion people on the earth. He doesn't have enough time. We believe the devil for so many things. It, we get back to, we just haven't renewed our mind. I heard, I, I saw a comic once, and there was the devil in the corner, and he, and he was whining. He's like, man, I got him blamed for all of these things I didn't do. Right? No, but it's true. We have authority. We have a mind, if we have a mindset that, hey, we actually are the kingdom of God on earth, touching, we don't have to work ourselves. You don't even have to put some worship on music before you deliver somebody. Just step out. Have some fun. Have some fun. They will speak in tongues. They will be what? Supernaturally protected from snakes and from drinking anything poison. They will be supernaturally protected from vaccines. Whoa, just kidding. Um, why not? That's my interpretation. No, like seriously. What can harm you? You have a choice. When something happens to you, you have a choice to either believe the kingdom understanding of it or the world's understanding of it. And the kingdom understanding is it says that I can supernaturally be protected from snakes. Well, at that time, that was the venom, you guys understand, which is poison. And so, I better be careful here. <laughs> if something's getting put in you that's not good, then just declare over it. We can, walk, we can do this, guys. We can, we can make it through and actually be protected, no matter what they do to us. You listen. I, you guys, it's so fun to, well, it's not fun, it's heartbreaking, but you actually hear these stories from like China and these, these nations that have been so persecuted, and you listen to them, but they're not scared. They're not scared of going to jail. They're scared of dying. There's literally, I know of a Bible school in China, well, they call it a Bible school. It's more like a Navy SEAL Bible school. They literally learn how to jump out of windows and all sorts of stuff, and their survival rate's about a month. They train them up, send them out, and they live for about a month, and they know that, and they count it as joy. They, they sign up. They want this, 
And we're worried about maybe our... Very careful. You guys, persecution is not going to hurt us. It might just get us to figure out if we really love Jesus. I'm the first. I don't like pain, you guys. I don't like pain, so I'm not asking for it. What I'm saying is, is are we getting, get ready, guys. I actually believe that we're supposed to call this the light of the world, so I'm, less, I'm actually not worried about the, the enemy and what the enemy's doing. Because if we're the light, and the word, I, lo- uh, I love that Chris Belton talks a lot about this, that verse actually says we're the light of the world. We're not the light of the church. And so if we're supposed to be bright to the world, then we have to be showing the world the light. How salty are we again? How salty are we? We need to keep that up, guys. But it only happens when we actually transform this and we're getting renewed daily, being filled with the Spirit, filled with the Word, and all of a sudden we realize that we got to live a lifestyle of Mark 16, 17, 18. So instead of walking by somebody that like, oh man, they're filled with demons or they're hurting, they're like, whoa, opportunity. Opportunity. It's interesting. Bill Johnson was one of the first people I ever heard that really talked about this many years ago. And he talks about the, the, he would call it fair game. Fair game. Did you ever hear him say that? So what he means by is any time you see somebody that has some sort of injury that you actually can see, it's fair game. Which means go for it. Opportunity. Instead of going, oh, shoot, I didn't want to see that. Oh, no. No, it's like, oh, fair game. And we had, then you have to step out. But what if, I was just, the Lord spoke something to me this morning that I'm just still trying to get understanding fully of. But he, he reminded me, he goes, Kevin, if, if if prophetic, healing, miracles um, are gifts, isn't that what the Bible says? Then why are we working so hard on them? Why aren't we playing more? When I give my kid a gift, I don't say go and work. I say go and play. Isn't it a lot more fun playing? Now, in playing, you still have to like you, you learn, work on things. Something I enjoy and in getting into um, more now is dirt biking. And, and Justin's trying to teach me a little better, right? But I, I'm learning to dirt bike, but I, that's my play. So get this, I play, that's me playing, having fun, but I'm still learning. I still take it easy. I'm not doing what Justin's doing and jumping over things. I will, though. I'll keep up. I'll get up there. I'll get up there. He's like, yeah, right. But and that's a good mindset because he's just going to get better and better, too. But we need that in the church. We need it both ways. I loved it. One, many years ago, I was in a meeting with uh, Charlie Robinson and Sammy Robinson, and, and uh, this prophet gave Sammy this amazing word. And they looked at Charlie, what do you think? And Charlie goes, I believe it, but Sammy tried to pass me. Just try. And everyone's like, what? He's like, no, no, I want him to, but I'm not going to just stop. I'm going harder. I'm going harder too. And it really touched me. I'm like, because they have such a good relationship. And I watched because Sammy didn't take that as offensive. He's like, oh, yeah. Because Charlie doesn't want to slow down going after Jesus and let people, like, go. He wants his son to go past him, but he's not going to make it easy. All right? And that's for all of us. It's okay to want to go and get and become the best you can be for the Lord, but it's not okay to take people down doing it. Have you ever heard the this, this saying, many people that become big, wealthy, oh, well, they've taken a lot of people down to get there? The kingdom doesn't have to work that way. We can do it right. You actually get elevated as you bring other people up. It really works that way in the kingdom. 
We need to be who we're called to be. Each one of you is called specifically to be who you're called to be. Back to what I was saying about being um, the, about the 3%. It's interesting. I just, uh, one of our Bethel DVDs, uh, it's a plug for the school, shameless plug. So we have, woo, we have a live, a live part of the school, but the, the, the students all actually also listen to messages on this portal. We call it a Bethel portal. They, they log in. They have certain messages we put on. And there was a message because I try to keep up with them all, uh, re-listen to them again with the students. And so the other day I was listening again, and, and it was said, it, was, it, it just hit this point so across. And um, they have these things called revival groups at Bethel, and they were meeting, and uh, they were talking about that, like, what are you called to do? Because the, the perfect thing as a believer is getting to do what you love, doing what, God, doing what God's, hopefully what you love is what God's put on your heart, and you get paid to do it. That's the ultimate, right? So that's why everyone thinks, oh, you're supposed to work in the church because I love people. And he said it's so sad because he was listening and he was talking and teaching this, and he goes, and a, a, a young lady that was in there, or no, she wasn't that young, but she said, he said, oh, what are you called to do? And she says, I'm called to the family mountain. I'm called to touch families. Oh, really? Yeah, and they said, well, what's keeping you back from that? And she goes, well, I'm actually not married. And everyone just kind of laughed. And they're, he's like, okay, no, okay, that's okay. So what do you mean? Like, what's your goal? Well, to be like a family pastor, to work in the church and life groups or something like that. And he's like, um, as a position. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he asked, so what do you do? And she said, well, I work in uh, child services. He's like, what? Do you like it? Oh, I love it. I love working in child services. I work with families and I do all this stuff. Okay, well, do you get paid for it? Oh, really good. And he's like, oh my goodness, we screwed up in the church. She thinks she's not living her dream because she's not in a church building during the week. He's like, this is, they are working so hard as a school because you're, you're graduating thousands of people a year and they're finding this as an issue. Because they're like, we don't want that. We need to touch the world. That's why, that's why the church hasn't grown. It's because we're, we can, everyone's trying to get to a position. You guys, it's not that fun. No, it's, you guys, we have to break that. We need to get the perspective from heaven. We need to fly on wings like an eagle, especially during this time. I love Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, they shall mount upon wings like eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So if you're not, if you're feeling weary, and you're feeling faintish, and things are taking you down, get on and wait on the Lord, and get up a bit different perspective. I love it, because Stacey didn't know I was going to share this, and you, some of your words were about that. It's getting that mindset, getting above. Some of us need to learn to look from above. We need to get high. See perspective from up here. Isn't it interesting? Who's been in a plane before and you, you fly out and there's a storm and you come up, you come up, and what's on top? Beautiful. Some of us just need to get that perspective. It's like there's storms all around me. Well, what's up there? What's heaven's perspective? How about you're the, you're the calmness here? People will draw to you. What if you're the situation that actually brings hope? If you guys, every situation you're in, if you're not bringing hope, you're not bringing what the message of the Bible. No matter what it looks like, God is the God of breakthrough. God is the God that can change and do it, break into any situation. Any situation. We have to believe that. We have to, you guys. The church is supposed to be so filled with hope. 
that no matter what comes to you, you're like, oh, we got an answer for that. And guess what? It's the age-old answer that was in Sunday school. Jesus. But we don't have to say it flippantly because it's Jesus. We've, we even as the church, sometimes we, we've become so used to it that we don't realize the power in it. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is there. Where's Jesus? Literally, part a major part of what Sozo is, we talk about Sozo ministry, is going back and realizing what was Jesus doing in your situation? Didn't get very far, but I want to, we want to pray for some people. We want to see people set free and healed because God likes to do that because he likes to play. I love playing. I only like playing when I'm not trying to perform. Can I be real? We go through seasons, right? And then you're like, oh, Lord, oh, no, what's going to happen? I'm not really worried anymore. He's here. If he doesn't, something doesn't happen, it ain't my fault. Your job is to pray. Your job is to cast out demons. Your job. Do it and see what happens. You'll be amazed what happens. Mostly, it is, it's just coming into agreement. It's just coming into agreement with what God is already doing. So back to Bill Johnson saying, hey, opportunity, fair game. Years ago, after I just heard that, back to my story. See, I was going to share it. I was in Whistler with actually a leadership meetings with our church, Old Mile Church, and with young adults. And then my buddy Dave McCarroff was there. And we were there, and we just heard Bill Johnson speak in Abbotsford. We were just there, and we were just blown away by this idea of just, fair game. This is a fun testimony. Get ready. So we're in Whistler. We're kind of bored, just to be honest, because there was a leadership thing going on. And, this, and, we were, and, we, and David goes, Kevin, look at those. There's three guys over there, one and two. Well, the guy in the middle is having, has crutches with one of those uh, casts that were, it, it was the ones that you could take off, right? And we're like, woo, right? We're just, we're just, at that point, you know, you're just zealous. You're not really thinking, you're just zealous. You're like, woo, Bill Johnson said, not Jesus said, Bill Johnson said, that's fair game. It's true. We were, we were just excited. And we, to be honest, we were seeing lots of miracles. So it, was, it wasn't that far out. So we went over, walked up to them. This is Whistler, okay? Party town. Three guys, big guys, and we just walk up to him, and I go, "Hey, can we? Hey, what's going on? Can we pray for you? Because uh, we, because God heals, and this guy named Bill Johnson says that we're supposed to pray for people. I find it's easy just telling people the truth. You don't have to make it all glamorous when you talk to people. Just tell them what the truth what comes to your mind, because it's more relatable than you just saying, "Hey, God wants to heal you." No, actually, blame it on Bill Johnson. <laughs> Why not? They're like, "Who's Bill Johnson?" And so we go, and these guys are, they think we're fools. Just to be honest, I'm going to tell you. So they like make fun of us. They're using language, like, oh, yeah, 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 okay. No, no, no. We're like, no, no, for real, what happened to you? Well, this morning we were, we were playing, we played, they, we played soccer on some team, and his knee got, like, literally went this way. And the only reason it wasn't in a full cast yet was because they were waiting to check things. I don't understand all this stuff. Maybe a nurse can understand it. But it couldn't be solid yet because of the damage to it. They were setting, I don't know, they're going to have another meeting. And we're like, okay, can we pray for it? And they're mocking us, just full mocking us. We're a little naive, but they're like, okay. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. We're like, God's going to touch you. These two friends were just like F-bombing us. They're like, oh, yeah, you guys are hilarious. And then we're like, just like, can we do it? And he says, okay. We got on our knees and we're like, Jesus, Lord, heal it, right? And, and the guy's like, whoa. Now, this is the funniest part. 
these two guys think he's mocking us. So do we. We think they're mocking us too. He's like, ha, la, la, me. He's like, and now, the, and now we, we're praying and now we're stepping, we're just watching God move. We're confused. We're like, is something happened to you or not? Because now they're fighting with each other. They're like, no, no, you understand. I feel something. No, 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 no. And then now their faces are looking like, huh? Because they're arguing and we're going, what's happening? Because we're, we're not excited yet because we're confused. You can ask, Kurt knows Dave. You can ask him. We're like, what's going on? Well, guess what happens? We take the cast off. He's fully healed. They are so confused. <laughs> the two friends are like, this is so weird, right? They left, like, we got to pray with them. They were, they were more stunned than anything. And we got to see them the next day, and they, they were like, they're like, dude, it's still fine, but they didn't want to talk. These are part of it. They were scared of us now, right? Which is the weirdest thing, but they got to experience Jesus. And we made it very clear that Jesus healed them, right? And they were thankful, but they were just weirded out by us. Blamed it on Bill Johnson. And so, anyway, so in that, let's see what God wants to do today. We have to have that expectation. But more than anything, I'd love to see you guys actually, I love hearing testimonies. Uh, and we do hear of you coming back, seeing God heal. The power of God move through you guys, right? Oh, man. What does God want to do? It's like 11.57. Uh, but I have to give this guy in the hat a word before. So the Lord just reminded me. Sometimes you just have to do what he says. Yeah, I don't know you. Do I know you in the hat back there? Yeah, the brown hat? Do I know you? Ever met you before? You want to stand up? Have I met you before? It doesn't matter. It doesn't look like it did. <laughs> Is that your wife beside you? You want to stand up too? You guys are incredible. You have a very strong, there's an evangelistic anointing on your life, sir. I saw you just being actually, I actually saw you going and doing meetings. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but sharing what God's done in your life. You're, I don't know what your testimony is, but it's incredible. What God has brought you through and is bringing you through. You have an incredible wife that when she, she just moves in the fire of God, she, you, you stand in incredible faith and you have prayed and prayed for this man. And he's, it's something about just like, yeah, that you guys bring hope to situations. Um, I just want to say, yeah, I just see that God is really elevating you guys in this season. And there's this incredible breakthrough. And there's something I just want to encourage you that God's brought you guys together for a purpose. And that you guys are going to step out and see things. Like I, when I say speak, I, I just see it like not like the big gatherings, but I actually see you going to places and bringing hope. I don't, I don't know if that means anything to you, but you actually almost like, um, yeah, you're like a carrier of the glory. Like, I literally see you guys both bringing, like, I actually see in the spirit, I'll tell you what I see. I don't know if you, what you do for a living, but I don't think, I think it's more spiritual, is that you actually, I see like these, you're, you're driving this big truck, and that you're bringing it to locations, and you're, and you're releasing with the, the abundance of God around people. Does that make any sense? Right on. Bless you guys. Come on. Thank Jesus. You guys want to stand up? Can I have the ministry team here? Just because out of time, we're gonna we can do more next week. Um, Chuck, let's move into this here. Just I feel like worship over these people. Um, could I get people? We're gonna do this fast, okay? Um, anyone suffering from mental illness? Just to come up here, uh, arthritis, back pain, specific chronic pain over here. Um, Even, I'm 
short of time, but that couple there, in the, beside Kurt, I don't know if you know them there, I want to pray for you guys. I want you to come up here. I just want to release people. It's 12 o'clock, but I, I literally, I have a word for you. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna bless. these guys are incredible. You guys are amazing. You guys are incredible. So, we're going to pray for these guys, but can we just step, if you need a miracle, just receive it right now. It's that easy. So, Lord, we just right now, Lord, I just break off right now any spirit of infirmity in the room right now. We take authority right now. Spirit of infirmity, go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord God, we just break off any spirit of mental illness right now in Jesus' name. Right now, we come in authority. We apply your blood right now in the name of Jesus into this place. We take authority over all sickness and disease right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we take authority over back pain right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just tell any people that are feeling tension around their necks, I just see, Lord, we break, tell that monkey to get off their back. That, to get that monkey off their back, that lingering spirit, that feeling of constant nagging right now to go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch them right now. I pray for your fire to come of healing right now. Lord, I ask you release the angels in this place right now to touch people. Again, spirit of infirmity, go right now. Chronic illness, go in Jesus' name. We step into your mindset right now. We've just removed all, yes, they've got familiar spirits right now in Jesus' name. I command any familiar spirit to leave right now in the name of Jesus. The power of God to come right now. Touch right now. Touch right now. Arthritis, go right now in Jesus' name. We just command this rejuvenation of the joints right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Somebody with their uh, their knees right now. Check your knees right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on right now. Somebody with a left elbow injury right now being healed in Jesus' name. Migraines, be healed in Jesus' name. Just step into it. Grab it right now. I'm gonna, there's a lot of people in the prayer, so I'm gonna, we're gonna empower you guys. And so uh, I'm gonna release you. But if there's somebody, I wanna, after I pray, I'm gonna get you to put your hand up if you need a miracle. And then I want everyone around you just to pray for you. You guys, corporate ministry, we just commission you. Actually, Jesus did that when you got saved. You know that when you got saved, you got thrown into full time ministry, like it or not. So, Jesus, we just thank you for what you've done here today. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your love. We just thank you for who you are. And I'm thankful that we get to be a part of what you're doing in this land, in this world. And Lord, we just send each one out today with a mindset that is believing for miracles, believing daily to see what you're doing, that they will come back with testimony after testimony after testimony in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for the healing that's taking place and the instantaneous miracles that are breaking forth in this room. In Jesus' name, amen.